from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for the week of July 25th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Walter Eccles, and Sean Thompson back in the peanut gallery, and of course, Dustin West back on the controls. In this week's show, we celebrate our sixth anniversary of the podcast. We have been doing this for six years and we're going to take some listener phone calls to hear what some of your favorite moments of the last six years have been and we'll also have some favorite moments of our own Uh, we also have our exclusive interview with jim urry the vice president of entertainment and port adventures for disney cruise line who talks to us about the upcoming pixar cruises on the west coast the state of entertainment on board the disney ships and much more all that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Six years. Six years. Six years tomorrow. Wow. I mean, we're recording on July 24th. July 25th is actually the, the anniversary of the first roundtable version. You've all heard me tell the story. It had actually started a couple of months before with a couple of radio professionals. That format didn't exactly light fire and... Heat the world. So we uh, came up with this format, and this certainly has served us well for six years. So kind of cool. But today is also, uh, today being July 24th, is a day I just want to commemorate a little bit. Uh, My father would have turned 90 years old Mm. uh, today. And uh, we. uh, My dad would have turned 80 tomorrow. Really? Wow. The 25th. Really? That's wow. all. See, that's funny. That My dear friend Paul that passed away, her birthday's tomorrow. She would have been 32. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Bad week. <laughs> no, no. My birthday's coming up. Okay. <laughs> oh, that erases everything. I, I'm still alive. It's right, okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I don't know if any of you have had a chance to ever see it, but uh, right after my dad died, uh, the eulogy that I read at his funeral became the site dedication. The site is dedicated to my dad. And uh, we'll have a link to that on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And if you want to learn a little bit about my dad, or at least what I said about him after he was dead, uh, it was different than what I said about him when he was alive. (laughs) Not really. Not really. But uh, What was wrong? There'll be a link to that in the show notes page. I think it's just the natural thing that, you know, sometimes our parents... Do things and make no us a one's crazy, perfect. right? Exactly. But the good thing is, as time goes by, you remember the good stuff. So, yeah. right, exactly, exactly. You, 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 the good stuff gets amped up. The bad stuff kind of gets tamped right. down. So, uh, also, I want to uh, let everyone know, in case you haven't seen it on Facebook or on the podcast board, the live show that we did. On board the Disney Dream for Podcast Cruise 3.0 is on YouTube, all 90 minutes of it. And uh, be sure to go check that out. Dustin did an awesome job of editing that. The uh, The raw video had some issues. 
Yeah. Because that seems to be our special curse with the podcast crews. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Uh, we, we've never gotten one up. We've never gotten one up. So, Well, we had some initial issues, but got through it. I, I definitely wanted to make sure that it got up for everybody to see. Well, the big, uh, you know, one of the big issues was the, uh, the screen that was behind us with the Dis Unplugged logo was uh, like... It's, it's Okay, here's some technological stuff for you. It's, it's interlaced. Uh, it's a digital projection. So every second or third frame the lighting is changing because it was kind of projecting onto you guys' face. So you could see like the strobe effect. The flicker. Mm. Um, so I basically had to go in and frame by frame take out that flicker. Yeah. So we didn't cause seizures. Oh. Right. <laughs> frame by frame, 90 minutes. I would be insane if I had to do that. And, and you couldn't have took the wrinkles off my face? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm like, you know, if I'm going to spend the time, I might as well. He's good. He's not a magician. <laughs> yeah, really. During that entire uh, definition, I think I was counting my teeth. What did he say? But that is up on YouTube, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes page as well. And I want to make sure we again mention the uh, number of upcoming meets that we have for fundraisers for the power of 10. One that I saw on the boards when I went to that there's a, a we have a special sub forum off the podcast board dedicated solely to power of 10 fundraiser meets and one of the ones I saw really really captured my attention the weight loss challenge by uh, Kia Girl 8 where she is basically asking people to sponsor her as she loses weight to raise money for Give Kids oh, the World as of yesterday she has lost 60 pounds. Wow. wow. Congratulations. And she's kind of using that as her accountability and her incentive, which I thought was, was fantastic. It was yeah. a great idea. And it's actually, it really I, hope, is. I hope she doesn't mind. I'm, I think I'm going to piggyback off, off of that and because I'm, I, I, I have to lose 40 pounds by the end of the year. And wow. so good I idea. think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that that would be a great way to motivate me because God knows I need the motivation. And, uh, Does she have any plan she's following or just? Well, there's a, we'll have a link to it on the show notes okay. page. You can go take a look at it. And so it's basically like March of Dimes. Like you say, okay, I'm going to pay you a dollar for every pound you lose or 10 cents or whatever it right. is. And she can have multiple sponsors. Exactly. That's John and example. I have had great luck with MetaFast. Yeah. I actually want to talk to you about that. My doctor thought that was a fabulous idea. I only have uh, fabulous ideas. (laughs) So, but I thought that was really cool. I wanted to mention that. And there's, there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other, uh, initiatives and ideas going on, on that, that power of 10 sub forum. And again, link link to that in the show notes page. Uh, the fifth annual, uh, Indianapolis Diz meet taking place Saturday, September 1st from one to 6 PM at the Hamilton County 4-H campgrounds in Noblesville, Indiana. This is, uh, again, the fifth one. They do it every year. Raise a lot of money for Give Kids the World. A lot of Dizzers show up. And unfortunately, I just, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that we had travel plans over that, I'd, I'd be out there for it. I haven't made it out there yet for the Indie Meet. So next year, guys, I promise, next year I will be out there. I'll make sure I keep that, that open. Uh, of course, we have the Nova Scotia Diz Meet coming up on August 11th hey. at mm-hmm. 2 p.m., yeah. At the Angles Family Eatery and Pub in Saxville, Nova Scotia. Eatery. Food's involved. I thought yeah. pub, beer. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Kathy and Teresa 
are going to be there for that. And mm-hmm. this is apparently like it's a sold out event at this point. Sold yes, out event. Is. And there's all kinds of stuff going on. We're, we're doing a picnic one day. We're doing the thing at the eatery. Monday, we're taking a road trip to Prince Edward Island. Oh, I always want to go there. Yeah. So it's action packed nice. weekend. Yes. Yeah. It should be. It should be really. Uh, Really fun. That's uh, yeah. again, yes. unfortunately, ske- travel schedule. I will be in Alaska, the other side of Canada, <laughs> the, uh, other side the of Canada. complete opposite side of. I'm going as far away from you yeah, as that's I what can. I figured. Uh, but we'll, I'll be there. And then, of course, we have the New England Diz Meet, September 14th through the 16th. And uh, Teresa and Kathy, Walter and I, uh, and Corey and Julie. Uh, Dustin and Sean will all be there. Who am I leaving out? Hmm. Hmm. Let me look around the room. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not doing these anymore until I get paid. I want paid performance fees. And we are going to be recording a show uh, during that during that meet. So if you would like to see a show recorded live and in the flesh, there's your opportunity. I'm really excited. I've never been to Connecticut or Massachusetts. You'll, love, you'll love this area. And it's and the fall. But it's, go- it's, a, it's a beautiful... I'm like worried that I'm going to freeze mm-hmm. to death. No, Massachusetts yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, you're coming into an amazing season to be up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely beautiful in the Northeast uh, in September. Fantastic time to be and there. And two words, Yankee Candle. Yankee Candle, sister. Right there with mm-hmm. you. Right yeah. there with you. Yep. Right. Can I piggyback on to the end of this? They're getting a meet together on August twenty fourth in New York City. Okay, well hold on, to, hold on to that because we have. Um, is this for the New England meet? Nope. Okay, uh, we have uh, the people planning the New England meet went ahead and sent me a little podcast of their own that they asked that we play on this week's show with all the information about what they're going to be doing and all that fun stuff. So I will let them tell you the rest of. Their plans. From Bob Varley's home state of Massachusetts, you're listening to New England Power of Ten Dismeet Planning Committee special announcement. Somebody's playing that on their iPhone. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the special announcement of the New England Power of Ten Dismeet Planning Committee. I'm your host, Tara Debona. And joined at this round circle are my friends Jack Doherty, David Moffat, Kristen Moffat, Kim Doherty, Not so easy, Casey is it? O'Neill, Brian O'Neill, and Erica Duke. Well, hi everyone, how are we doing? Yay! So we wanted to take just a little bit of time to tell everyone about the upcoming New England Power of Ten meet that's being held over three days in western Massachusetts from Friday, September 14th to Sunday, September 16th. We just finished our first in-person planning meeting. We've had a few of them over the phone or um, via the internet or via text. But today we had the opportunity to get together as a group and we wanted to share with all of you what came out of that meeting so that you can be just as excited as we are for our upcoming meet. So guys, what are you guys looking forward to the most? Well, Friday night, there's going to be a welcome dinner at the Villa Rose in Ludlow, Massachusetts. And we've chosen the menu and just wanted to share that with you folks. Um, We're going to start off with tossed salad. There's going to be baked ziti with meatballs, a choice of chicken, beef, and rice, roasted potatoes, veggies, rolls and butter, coffee, 
tea, decaf, and dessert to eat. And there's also going to be some other things going on. Fantastic. You can view, have a preview of all the raffle items, or some of the raffle items and, oh, sorry, door prize items, and um, silent auction items at the dinner as well. We might even have uh, perhaps a special little trivia challenge uh, going on as well. It's a great time to get together and meet and greet everybody it's gonna, you're going to spend the weekend with. And don't forget there'll be cocktail hour, right? Cocktail. Oh, yes, cocktail hour. Yes. Cash bar available. It sounds like a great way to kick the weekend off. Absolutely. Um, so what about Saturday? Anybody excited about the Big E on Saturday? I'm really excited about the Big E. I've never been. Me either. I want to go. I haven't either. I want the fried dough. Oh. I want the fried Oreos. Fried dough. Um, the Big E, for those people who don't know, is a gigantic um, New England state fair. It represents all the states in New England. It's agriculture, it's food, it's crafts, it's entertainment, and, of course, there's midway rides. So we can get a little bit of fun um, hanging out with your friends. We'll, uh, the planning committee will be arranging for different meets during the day. And then there'll be an alternative trip for those who don't want to spend the whole day at the Big E. The, the people out there that don't like theme parks, not these people. <laughs> <laughs> or cream puffs. <laughs> or fried dough. And if you're interested in the other activity, possible activities could be a Yankee Candle factory tour, movies and shows in the area. Um, there's the Eric Carl Museum in Springfield, but there's lots to, lots to do out in that area. Yeah, maybe you like apple picking. It's kind of quintessential apple picking time here in New England. And we're flexible, so if people have ideas, you can send them to Tara, and we will um, get some groups coordinated. Yeah, we had talked about Mary Poppins' is showing in Hartford that weekend and Finding Nemo Opens. So I think those are two, um, two other activities that if you're not up for spending the entire day at the Big E, um, we can definitely arrange to have those things happen. So <laughs> Sunday is what we have dubbed Sunday Fun Day Brunch with a Bunch. I can't wait for this. This is, this is my fa- going to be my favorite part. And a podcast recording outside of the Bob Barley studio? Right, in, in the uh, home state of Bob Barley. But you, um, you know, in the tradition of Give Kids the World, um, who they suggest ice cream for breakfast, we're going to definitely have some really great brunch treats in the morning, um, the silent auction, maybe even a, a live auction item, and then the podcast recording. Uh, so you never know what you're going to see, what you're going to hear um, when the podcast team gets together. And there's going to be fun activities for the kids. You know, that sounds a lot like what we did last year, um, where yeah. we did just a single day with, what do we have, oh, 230-something people that came out for our one-day event, our CARS event, um, where we had over 25 silent auction items, we had over 30 door prize items, um, and we were able to raise over $10,000. We um, can do it again. We you can think? beat that. Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. Let's do it. Yes. So that's the plan for Sunday. Um, We'd like to invite you all to um, check out the registration website, which Tara will give you that. It's tinyurl.com slash nedismeet. Um, And we've decided to offer an incentive. Anybody who registers by October 15th. August August, 15th. Sorry, by August 15th. I would hope you Please don't register by October. If you register after the meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to give you 10 10 door prize tickets and enter you for a drawing um, for one of two pairs to Cirque du Soleil, Lanuba, um, which is, I think, a great incentive. Hopefully we can get everybody registered sooner rather than later. It'll definitely help us with our counts. And 
make sure, and I'm sure if people know that you're coming, they're going to want to come. Yeah, talk it up with your friends. Get a group. Come on up. We're not that far away from um, lots of areas. What are we, an hour and a half from Albany? Yeah, like three hours from New Jersey. Hour and a half from Boston. You don't have to be a dizzer to come. Bring your friends. You're looking for, th- for a thrill ride. Uh, Six Don't Flags Neumann's not far away. So while we only have a weekend planned, we're definitely, we encourage you, come out. This is a beautiful time in New England, and we think everyone will enjoy it. We'd love to see you. And we can't wait to meet lots and lots of more Diz people. So I guess that's all we've got. Anything that we forgot to mention, everybody? No, I think that's everything. It, we, um, we do have a group of rooms blocked through the Sheridan that anyone is welcome to. Um, the link is, is on that tinyurl.com slash Um So you can find the link to book your hotel room there. Um, we do already have a few people flying in, so make sure you fly in Bradley um, Airport and Hartford is the closest airport for you. Um, so it's set to be a great time. So we're looking forward to seeing you all. So thanks for listening and come to New England. Bye. 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 All right. Well, thank you guys for putting that little podcast together. Sitting in their round circle. <laughs> their round circle. <laughs> like that. And again, that's the weekend of September 14th, 14th through the 16th. And uh, the vast majority of the team hmm. is going to be there. Guilt doesn't work on him. <laughs> it just doesn't work. All right, and last for me in housekeeping, um, uh, oh, wait, no, Kevin, you want to talk about another meet in New York? Uh, She's a Pirate and Gina Marie have started a poll. They actually suggested that we have a meet in New York City before our end of August cruise, and I tasked them with setting this up. Oh, that'd be fun. jumped at the chance. It would be Saturday evening. August 24th. I apologize. I don't think there's any details yet available, but that's the time frame. And they are looking for suggestions and help. So there's a thread on the Diz Unplugged board. If you'd like to uh, come out to New York City for the evening, go ahead and talk to them. Awesome. Awesome. And that's uh, the 24th, you said. Right. Correct. All right. And I do have a prize to give away uh, to one of the people who, whose anniversary message we played. His name is Paul Fort, and he picked number 14. Could this be one of the big, big prizes? We'll find out after this. <laughs> you have won a three-day, two-night stay at the Sheridan Vistana Villages Resort on International Drive in Orlando. You'll be centrally located between Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and Walt Disney World while enjoying this world-class resort. This prize is based on availability and is yours, courtesy of DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Congratulations and thanks for listening. Congratulations. That's a great prize. That is. You'll enjoy Vistana very much. That's everything I have for housekeeping. Anybody else? Me too. I'm done. No, I don't have anything. I have a bunch of stuff, actually. We have a lot of travel coming up, a lot of uh, stuff going on. I just want to try to bring everybody up to date on a few things. Kevin mentioned August 24th. That's right before our end of August cruise. We don't have a good name for it. Um, Kevin, Pete, Walter, and myself will all be on a New York City sailing on the Disney Magic. Correct. 
and it's August 25th through September 2nd, and folks have been asking a lot about what are we doing. We're still working with Disney on some specifics. However, we have found out that we're definitely going to do a tour of the New Amsterdam Theater on the 24th. So if you're on that sailing, your book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, please send Kevin an email. Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let him know if you're interested in that tour of the New Amsterdam Theater. And that's something Dreams Unlimited Travel is paying for. Uh, next is Podcast Cruise 4.0, December 8th through December 15th. Uh, all of the information is up on the website. I'm not going to go through everything. I just want to specifically mention that we are really getting close to selling out of pre-night stays at the Swan Dolphin. Yeah, it was coming in like mad. Yep. So it's like we have a few left, $115 per night plus tax and resort fees. Please, please, please grab those fast because they're not going to last long. And finally, I have Diz Cruise 1.0, August 24th through August 31st, 2013. I know this is a while away, but we are getting lots and lots of reservations for this. Um, we have a, a post on the board about it and all the information about how you can book it and all that sort of stuff. What we have done is Dreams Unlimited Travel is going to be offering free transfers from the Walt Disney World area to Fort Lauderdale to the cruise pre and post cruise if you book your cruise before july 31st Mm. so get out there sign up pay your deposit by july 31st we're going to be providing free transfers we're going to be hiring a bus company to take people out there and road trip really think about bus full of dizzers on a four-hour trip (laughs) no bathroom break (laughs) that's what you think and you all have to sit there quietly Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect your peeing in a cup now. <laughs> we'll record a four-hour show. Just so they can listen to it. Oh, that's awful. We'll make, you sit. <laughs> we'll make you go through what we go through once a week. It's like torture making them listen to a four-hour show. I do have one more I lied. Dreams Unlimited Travel is offering an early booking discount on ABD trips. That ends July 31st. So if you're thinking on going on an ABD for the rest of 2012 or 2013, you have to have it in before uh, July 31st. And you get to work directly with Kevin. Directly. I will come to your house with brochures. (laughs) Oh, no. Now they're going to hold you to that. Mary Kay's calling. (laughs) That's not true. If you want the best ABD agent in the business... Book with Dreams Unlimited Travel. You deal with Kevin Close. I had two folks booked today. And when I, I know you did, and that was really cool. I was really enjoying that. But, uh, <laughs> you uh, and when I say when I say the best ABD agent in the business, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. No one, no one in the country. And this is not hyperbole. Books more Adventures by Disney trips than our own Kevin Close. It's true. No one books more than he does. He is the number one seller. Kevin, ABD close. That's me. That's, that's you. Speaking of ABD, we are leaving for Sunday. Sunday for well, we're leaving a little bit earlier, but we're going out to California for our next backstage magic, and we have surprises. I'm not talking about them on the show, but you're going to be oh. surprised. Some of the stuff we got going on for that trip, really. Mm-hmm. Stuff you don't even know about. Uh, that's what, I'm, what else is new. <laughs> So, and as long as we're talking about this, and I promise that I'm done after this, we do have our uh, London Paris trip. I understand it's an expensive vacation. It would be the trip of your lifetime. Full payment is due at the time you book this because we're under 90 days at this point, but it's leaving October. It begins October 8th in London and ends in Disneyland Paris on October 17th. Again, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. 
Awesome. I want to say a quick thank you to everyone. You know, as most of you know, Corey's been sick, um, flu that turned into pneumonia, and lots of you were sending prayers and pixie dust and just really good thoughts his way. And I think it's starting to work. He's still weak, but um, getting stronger every day. Every and day. Oh, the cough good. is getting a little less and less, but it's still pretty mm. horrible. He has. It m- makes him hurt. Mm. He's yeah. sore. Like his, yeah. his stomach muscles and his throat. Yeah. He keeps telling me, he's like, I'm going to have a six pack after this. <laughs> and, and, you know, he Pop was. Beer? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We say he was very sick. I mean, he was very, very, very sick. sick. I think it's the sickest he's ever been in his life. Uh, yes, I would say so. And. You know the sickest that since I have known Corey, and right. that's been fourteen years. Right. So, so yeah. yeah. And, and well, it's funny that you said six pack of beer because he really he has an event coming up this weekend. He goes to the doctor tomorrow. It's a fundraiser for the Down Syndrome Association. It's a rum ball, and he really wants to go, but he doesn't want to go if he can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, it's a rum ball. That's the whole point. It's like rum tasting and, like, all this stuff going on to raise money for the association. So I'm hoping he gets the green light so he can go have a little bit of fun. Not too much because I don't want him to fall back under the water. Right. Weather, but. Exactly. Rum balls are different in my opinion. They come you were thinking Christmas. the food, weren't you? <laughs> First I thought you said rumble, and I thought, well, that's kind of severe for just being sick. He's not a jet. Really? He's going to be dancing. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right. That's it for me. Me too. All right. So off to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story. Voice actress and Disney legend Dis- Ginny Tyler dies at 86. Disney legend Ginny Tyler died July 13th of natural causes at a nursing home in Issaquah, Washington, reported by her son Ty Fenton. She was 86. In 1963, Ginny Tyler hosted new segments of the Mickey Mouse Club television show where she took viewers behind the scenes of the Disneyland theme park. By that time, Disney... Tyler had already narrated such records as Bambi and Babes in Toyland and would become known for voicing animal characters. In one better-known role, she gave voice of Polynesia the the parrot, who helps teach Rex Harrison... Wait, no. The beloved Polynesia the parrot. ...who teaches Rex Harrison to talk to the animals in a 1967 film, Dr. Doolittle. Kind of a classic. Okay, really. Slow news week. (laughs) (laughs) So mean. A graduate of the University of Washington Drama School, Tyler started out on on radio before hosting a children's television show in Seattle. By the 1950s, she had moved to Los Angeles and was soon narrating albums for Disney. In Disney films, she played the two amorous female squirrels in The Sword and the Stone and sang the parts of several barnyard animals in the jolly holiday sequence of Mary Poppins. It's the first commentary on this woman's life that someone recognized. (laughs) Oh, come on. She was a masketeer and she was... Wait, she was a masketeer? Mm -hmm. Did you say that? Yeah, he said that. She did segments of the new Mickey Mouse Club television show. What was her first name? Ginny. G-I-N-N-Y. Did you know her? Why, is that going to help? No, I'm trying to picture her name on a shirt. She wasn't a Mouseketeer. She took people backstage. Thank you. No, what happened was they did a reboot of the Mickey Mouse Club. That's what Michael Bowling was. He was a Mouseketeer during that show. And she was an actual Mouseketeer. And the show was kind of, they took old segments and they put it in with Disneyland. So she was a real Mouseketeer. It's just sort of sad that another, somebody from like that era. Right. That's that's the way I look at it. They're gone. It's going to keep happening. In mm-hmm. 2006, she was inducted into the Disney Legends. So, And that's a big deal. I agree. I think it's a big deal. I think it's sad, though, that a lot of these names are people we don't know, and we all go, who? So kind of makes you a little sad. 
What were you saying? Really? All right. And our second news story. Disneyland ordered to consider use of segways. A three-judge panel ordered Disneyland to study the idea of allowing the use of segways in a theme park, overturning a lower court's decision in favor of Disney. Quote, technological advances didn't end with the powered wheelchair, end quote, end quote, the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals said Wednesday. The case was brought by Tina Bogman, she who suffers from limb girdle muscular dystrophy. Her condition makes it difficult for her to walk or rise from a seated position. Bauman wanted to celebrate her daughter's eighth birthday at Disneyland and asked the theme park if she could use a Segway, a two-wheel transportation device operated in the standing position. Disney refused. A lower court ruled in favor of Disney, citing that the park allowed disabled visitors to use wheelchairs and scooters. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, however, reversed the decision on the grounds that federal disability protections require more than assuring mere access. Quote, as new devices become available, public accommodations must consider using or adapting them to help disabled guests have an experience more akin to that of non-disabled. End quote. Chief Judge Alex Kozinski wrote of the court. Have you ever been on a Segway? I haven't. I have. I have, I have for like all of a second until I fell on my butt. Well, I was going to say, riding on a Segway, you really have to have your wits about you when you're on a Segway. And I understand that you want to have equal access for people or to let handicapped people be able to go wherever they want to go. I don't know that the segue is the way to do it. I know. Also, the ADA says that you can't ask what your disability is. Right. So if right. 700 people show up at any park on any given day with a segue, they all have to be allowed access. This is going to cause... There's going to have to be, if they allow this, I think they're going to have to set up traffic patterns. Yeah. Um, people Could in you a, imagine? People in a yeah. seated position, you know, all you have to do is take your finger off the, uh, a scooter button, and Correct. usually that stops. Right. This is all dependent on your posture mm-hmm. and your balance. And, and you're paying attention and you're right. in a right. park. Movement. <laughs> and I've railed about this before, but all you have to do is push a wheelchair through the park and you will realize that no matter how diligent you are the rest of the general public does not see you wow. does not care how fast you're going all they're concerned about is that you they don't you don't cross in front of them mm-hmm. they will jump in front of you they will dart in front of you and these are adults to get to the other side of the sidewalk because all of a sudden their family might vanish into thin air if they're not Right up their butt. It's the same so, way with strollers, too. Exactly. So what's going to happen is, that's going to happen on this, too. And mm-hmm. I, myself included, Segways I don't think any faster. of our reflexes are fast enough to account for that. Right. This is going to lead to injuries in the park. And lawsuits. And lawsuits. Could you imagine being on a Segway in that crowded park in the no summer? No way. No. Uh-uh. I wouldn't want to be. I, I just I couldn't imagine doing it. And maybe she's got a special skill set because she's been doing it. But I still think, you, even like if you Kevin the, says, you don't know how someone else is going to react around Even you. if right. you have the best balance in the world and you're standing stock still, you've all been in the park when someone's bumped into you. If mm-hmm. they bump into you, they change your body posture and they can either make your segue move forward or back. Mm. Yep. I would love to see this at the end of the night during after the oh fireworks. My right. oh. Yeah, it would really. have to be lanes created. Right. 
Right. Like you have yeah. a bike lane in the road? Right. It would yeah. have to be like that. It's going to be crazy. It is. going to be crazy. All right. And our final news story. Walt Disney World demands kid-attracting guests to be less Santa-ish. A Walt Disney World <laughs> guest who looks like Santa Claus was asked by Disney officials to be less, quote-unquote, Santa-ish because he was a distraction at the park. Oh, for the love of God. Thomas Tolbert, who was visiting Disney while on a family vacation, said he was wearing, quote, Santa-related clothing, but not a full Santa suit while recently visiting the park. Tolbert said people, including children, were asking for photos and autographs, something he said he's used to. Tolbert said he signed autographs at Walt Disney World until a Disney representative saw him in the middle of a crowd. Quote, he said you can't be portraying Santa, end quote, said Tolbert, adding that Disney asked him to change into less Santa-ish clothing. Tolbert said... Do you have a picture? Tolbert said changing clothing does... Did not help. Uh, I got this from Florida Today. If you go to floridatoday.com and look up the story, you'll see a picture of his face. He does look very Santa-like. Can't help what he looks like. But if he's wearing a a, a shirt or something that looks like Santa, then he's... And suspender. Okay. And a red hat with white fur. Every day, an old man on a bicycle rides in front of the Welcome Center. It looks like Santa in just a pair of shorts. Every day I say, it's Santa. It's Santa Santa vacation. Except for one thing. The sidewalk in front of the Welcome Center doesn't have a reputation to uphold. If Santa is in the Magic Kingdom well, signing autographs and curses at a child. I understand. So let's say. It gets- Kevin's bitter today. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I guess I'm just being honest. I We were at a Halloween party one night and there was a man dressed up as Florida Mall. Darth, Darth Mall. Mall. Um, Florida Mall. <laughs> Florida Mall. I was like, dang, that's the a red costume. Guy. And he was signing autographs for people. And. They told him that no one was allowed to take pictures of him. And he was, because what happens is Disney has control over their characters. There was this story a couple of weeks, months ago now, about the young girl who went to the park dressed as Tinkerbell yeah. and her life was crushed because she was told she couldn't dress as Tinkerbell. Well, Disney can't control what that person does. And if Tinkerbell lights up a cigarette but Santa's not or a has Disney a beer character. in her hand. Santa's not a Disney character. Except for one thing. He is then... People okay. are going to assume that people I, are going to that Disney has put him out there. I can I can I can bring this down to an even simpler point. Disney World is private property. It's not okay, public. Right. It's private property. They have the right to say what they want and what they don't want on their property. Whether we like it or not, it is private property. So all other issues aside, all very valid, but all other issues aside, it's private property. Yeah. And they don't know. And they're this allowed man to put Adam. and they are Absolutely allowed to put peanuts in the cement. <laughs> all you have to do is read the back of your ticket. Yep. You have no rights at all. In a statement, Disney said the guest was asked to change his attire because it was disruptive to our operations and confusing to our other guests, particularly children who asked to take photos with him. He was not asked to leave. Instead, we tried to work with him that he, so that he could continue his visit. Uh, because of the hassle, Disney gave Talbert some tickets for a future visit. But he said he'd likely encounter the same problems if he returned. Well, if, you know, look, he can have the white hair and the white beard. They can't tell him to take that off. But if you're going to dress in the red shirt and the suspenders and everything else, this is what they're talking about. And this guy knows what they're talking about. He just likes the attention. And if you're also going to sign autographs, I mean, come on. That's Instead of saying to someone, you know, I mean, you could say it in a way to a child that says, listen, I'm, I'm not a friend who you of think, Santa Claus. I'm not who you think I am. I'm here with my family. But I'm signing Santa Claus's autograph- alcoholic brother, <laughs> Fred, and then we are, you know, and then signing autographs. I think encourages that yeah. idea. All right, 
That's wow. it for the news. Well, thank you very much, John. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and we're going to start with Ms. Julie Martin. Perfect. Um, I have two. The first one's really short. I'm just really excited that Cinderella is coming out of the vault on October 2nd this year. I've already pre-ordered my copy, and Finley is super excited. She asked me every day to watch Cinderella, and I don't own a copy of it. Oh, we have several. <laughs> so I keep telling her, a few more months, babe, a few more months. <laughs> um, my other rapid fire is, oh, wrong, sorry. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror 10-Miler Weekend. Um, this is September 28th through the 29th of this year, and it includes the 10-Miler, the Family Fun Run 5K, there are some kids' races, and also the Disney Villains Hollywood Bash post-race party. The t- Twilight Zone Tower of Terror 10-Miler is already sold out. All the other races are over 50% capacity, so if you're thinking you're going to sign up, you might want to go ahead and do that. Um, it's a nighttime race, and it will take you through ESPN's wild, wild, wide world of sports, Hollywood Studios, um, including the lights, motors, action, extreme stunt show, and it will end at the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror attraction. Um, the family fun run is $50 a person. The kids' races are $10 per child. And then the Hollywood Bash will be from 10.30 to 3 a.m. on the 29th. And you'll have a DJ. You can meet and greet Disney villains, ride on Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Star Tours, Muppet Vision, um, The Great Movie Ride, and, of course, Toy Story Mania. And tickets to the event are included with the 10-mile race. But the friends and family um, of these racers can purchase tickets for $44 by August 31st. And if you purchase it after the 31st, it'll be $54. This is the first time in, like, four years that they're holding this, I think. It hasn't been around in a while, so I think it sounds kind of exciting. Sure. Cool. If you're into running. You're really into running. <laughs> Can I bring my segue to that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Participate. All right. Thank you, Julie. Kathy, how about you? Okay. I have the Tutu Gusto Wine Cellar in the Italian Pavilion at Epcot is going to be hosting complimentary wine seminars. According to the Disney Food Blog, they're going to be offered twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m. They're going to have two Italian wines with distinct flavors that they're going to showcase every day. And the wines are selected to highlight the region that they come from. Reservations are not accepted, but space will be limited. And if you haven't been to this area, go. It's really nice. It is. I love it in there. It's dark and cold. Made Mm -hmm. me think of Europe. I liked it. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Teresa. Beginning January 2013, evening extra magic hours will be shortened from three hours to two. This has people up in an uproar. They yep. are freaking sure. over this one. Um, it, usually each day, one of the four Walt Disney World <coughs> theme parks opens one hour early in the morning or remains open up to two hours after regular closing. It used to be three hours, so I don't know. This is starting, so, did you say January? January, yes. Well, they're saying that the last hour of extra magic hours is pretty, pretty dead. It's just my daughter and her friends. I would imagine it would be, but like everything else, when you take something away, people get upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they well, deal is, with it, the... is it a financial reason to cut pay? Oh, of course. Obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got, then you don't have to do that and pay people and run the electricity and, you know, run the mm-hmm. rides and all that stuff. So, and there yeah. are these poor cast members who work that extra magic hour and then they have to get up and come and be at work again at like seven in the morning. Yeah, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But, Anyway. Exactly. 
Okay, sorry. Thank you, Teresa. Sorry. Kevin. I have an email from a guest that I thought was kind of important, especially for uh, some of our guests who are thinking about a Mediterranean cruise. This comes from Stephanie Gross in um, Topsham, Maine. She says, this question is actually for Kevin. We're considering taking the Disney Mediterranean cruise next year, the Venice itinerary, with my children and my parents. My concern is that my mother is in a wheelchair and I'm worried about accessibility at the ports and on some of the excursions. I hate to say for the trip of a lifetime only to find out that she's unable to enjoy a majority of the ports or that the hills are too steep to push the wheelchair. Also, if she is too tired to go ashore for the day, is there anyone who would be able to assist her in getting around the ship? Any info you might be able to provide is greatly appreciated she goes on to say that she's a longtime listener and she appreciates the time we give to folks who have special needs and accessibility uh stephanie i have some bad news for you europe's not handicapped accessible not at all um venice you would might be able to go two blocks and then there's going to be a set of stairs i do have to tell you that venice is getting better and they are putting ramps on some of the larger Stairs now the stairs uh, the staircases go up and over the, uh, the the canals, and but the vast majority of them, whether they're two steps or four steps, are not handicapped accessible. Something like the Rialto Bridge, which is actually a series of three or four separate staircases, is tough on people who don't have uh, accessibility issues. Right. A great deal of Europe is of cobble made of cobblestone, mm-hmm. and. Anybody who sits in a wheelchair who's gone over cobblestone, their brains start to rattle after a while. Uh, The other thing is Europe does not have the same accessibility laws. Uh, I know, for instance, that if you were going to take a Rome excursion and wanted to visit the Vatican, you would be able to get into St. Peter's Basilica, but you would not be able to get into the Sistine Chapel. There are staircases in and out of the Sistine Chapel. As for someone being on the ship, unfortunately, that would be a liability. If she was looking to get food, I'm sure a cast member would be able to or would jump in and offer to carry her tray to the table or something like that. But there's just no way that you're going to find a cast member to come and help her out of bed or out of her stateroom. That's all a liability. That's all personal liability that Disney Cruise Line just won't take they just won't accept that's the word i'm looking for i hate to be a downer here but my mom rode in a wheelchair for the last 22 years of her life and every time we go to europe the conversation comes up that we we would never have been able to bring my mom to Mm. europe i also want to say too is most of the places where you go in europe where the ship docks you have to take a bus Mm -hmm. to the place where the shore excursions are for rome it's like an hour bus ride an hour and a half you're not going to find a tour company that's going to have a, a an accessible bus that sort of kneels down and has a lift and takes the wheelchair on. So she has to get up into the bus. And you would either have to pick her up and carry her on, or she would have to be able to transfer herself. Again, accessibility in Europe is just not what, what it is. What do they do? Because when we were over there, you didn't really see people out in wheelchairs. Are they we just were, like confined to their homes? Where were we? Were we in put Rome? in an attic. No, we were in uh, we were in Rome. Remember in Rome, we saw some a couple of people in wheelchairs, and we were amazed because they were no one was pushing them. 
they were folks who were uh, maneuvering on their own, maneuvering yeah. on their own, and so doing the wheels on their own and stuff. I was really impressed because it, it's hard for me to get around Rome. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. the cobblestone. I was always worried about tripping and falling. Right. Well, the yeah. sidewalks are so narrow, right up against the building, yeah. and then the cars are well, rushing by. And two thousand. Well, I know. Right. I love it. I love on it. On every still, trip we've been on, we have watched or been walked up upon someone who it's usually a woman wearing heels who's laying face down and bloody <laughs> on a side and I'm not joking every time there's an ambulance or a medical team with someone who has fallen face first I look at places like Florence and Florence is one of my favorite cities in the world however in Florence if you're walking around you have to be unbelievably careful because the sidewalks are so uneven yeah. I mm. slipped and fell in Santorini they're, the mm. steps are mostly marble there, and, and especially the very first part of it. It's weird the way it's made. And well, I that's because wearing, they've been worn. I was even wearing sensible shoes, but it was I slipped. Well, you figure they're two thousand years knee. old, and that marble has yeah. worn. Right. It's slippery. Yeah. So Stephanie, I apologize. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this just is. It would be very, very difficult. And leaving your mom on the ship, she would basically be on. We her own. did on a Royal Caribbean cruise, didn't we do one tour excursion with a gentleman who had his mother in a wheelchair? Weren't they on the bus with us? Yes. And he came back, and he was dripping wet with sweat. Oh, that's right. They was, sat right in front of us on the bus, and they said they got to do almost nothing. Yeah. yeah. It was sad. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. Walter, what do you have? I have um, Halloween Horror Night 22. is going to be at Universal Orlando Resort on select dates during September and October. The Walking Dead TV show will be the theme of a Halloween Horror Night maze at this year's event. So if you want to walk through a maze of dead people... I do. <laughs> okay. do Would you go with Teresa? Only if they gave me a shotgun. <laughs> I mean, that's the fun part of the show, is they blow up zombies. I'm waiting for the Daunt Nabby Halloween <laughs> Horror Night. <laughs> the Daunt Nabby maze. <laughs> Maggie Smith pops up and tells you some kind of quip or one-liner and then moves on. <laughs> I do have one thing. It even says on their on their website, it says, Note, Halloween Horror Night is definitely too intense for young children. Halloween Horror Night is known as the most frightening Halloween event in the nation. Also, there's no mask, costumes, or makeup allowed. John, let's do this. Halloween Horror Night. Walking Dead. You could be my shield. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> because I screamed through the whole thing. To have them zombies coming right at you. I don't know if I could do it. I'm more yeah. excited. I hope that they are, they are all actors from Universal Studio, and they're not one of those crazy people who are eating bath salts. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited about uh, the Silent Hill. Yeah, uh, that sounds good too. The Silent Hill one. That's built based on a video game. That's yeah. Right? We, yeah, we played that video. Did game. We? we played that video game with my niece and nephew. I don't Tell remember Silent Hill. Remember K Gordon? I was uh, yeah, that okay. That's the that's the K Gordon game. Yeah. Right. Mine is always Resident Evil. That was yeah. My John game. loved Resident Evil. When's Halloween Horror Night start, Walter? It starts uh, September twenty first. Will be the first evening. Oh man, Dustin, and, you going? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. I, Corey always goes. He'll I be gotta find shield. somebody to go. Yeah, with. He'll go with us this time. Well, there'll be a group of yeah. us going. Okay. So Grace and I just scream our way through. It's so much fun. All right. Thank you for that, Walter. And John, what do you have? There are tons and tons of. Uh, well, not tons. I guess that's an exaggeration. There are quite a bit discounts out there for Disney cruises, um, specifically on the uh, Disney Wonder California Coastal Sailings that have been. Um, Themed and now rethemed with a Pixar itinerary. These sale September 16th through September 30th, 2012. These are the ones that are on sale. They're starting at $5.99 per person. Um, 
and there are certain restrictions and things like that about what staterooms you can get. In addition, on that same sailing, there's 25% off for Disneyland annual pass holders. Um, same deal, restrictions apply as far as categories and while supplies last. Um, and then in general, there's sailings out of, uh, there's $130 per person per night, veranda staterooms, on most five-night sailings on the Disney Magic in September of 2012. So there are quite a bit <coughs> excuse me, of uh, discounts out there if you're willing to look and if you're flexible in your itinerary, what you're willing to do. So take a look at the site. Um, we have it on our site, dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, but they're also listed on the Diz as well for all of the restrictions and uh, all of the parameters of the terms and conditions of the d- discount. I think those West Coast Pixar cruises sound like fun. They mm-hmm. do sound yeah, like fun. Yeah, they do sound like fun. And you got to listen to the interview we did with Jim Yuri uh, from Disney Cruise Line. He talks about what goes on, what they're planning on those cruises. It's, you think they sound fun now? Listen to Jim. And mm. I'm telling you, that's coming up. That's also uh, goes up with this week's show. Yeah. I but, regret not booking one of those. That's one of the things where I said to myself, "Boy, I wish I'm I needed trying it. to figure. I'm trying to figure out how that works um, in between the New England Diz meet and the uh, especially. Well, I don't want to ruin the interview, but especially some of the shore uh, excursions. Or, some of the shore excursions they yeah. have planned on that are just yeah ridiculous. Sounds fun. I mean, really cool. So, absolutely, if you're if you're even even if you're not interested in going on the Pixar theme cruises, you've got to listen to the interview and. Hear what Jim says about uh, what they're planning, and uh, also Jim is actually someone that I know. I uh, used to uh, meet with Jim all the time when he was the cruise director on board the Magic when we would sail, and so it was kind of nice to see him again. Great guy, great story, uh, great career at Disney, and uh, I thought he did a a great interview with us, and we appreciate it. So, thank you very much for that, John. Uh, Before we wrap it up, we have a few more. Uh, anniversary messages to play from some of our listeners who have sent them in. We're going to play the first one. I really need to hear this <laughs> so I can write it down. Thank you. Yeah. We have the first one from Amanda Smiley. So here is Amanda. Hi, podcast crew. This is Amanda from Charlotte, North Carolina. Booty U7 on the boards. And I want to share my Diz story. After college, I went to law school, which turned out to be a miserable three years. In order to have an escape from the high-stress, highly competitive environment, I threw myself into planning my wedding. Yes, the entire three years, but that's another story. When my husband and I got married, much to my friends and family's relief, in May 2008, I was kind of without a hobby. I can't remember how or when, but somehow I became obsessed with Disney World, even though I hadn't been since I was four years old. I obsessed with reading everything I could about the little touches and trivia of the parks and about the various parties and festivals they had. This, of course, finally led to me talking my husband, who really wasn't too interested in Disney and really didn't understand my obsession with it, into going for a five-night, four-day trip in September 2010. As much as I had obsessed with Disney, it had never really led to any kind of trip planning research, so I basically had to start from scratch. Enter the Diz. 
I scoured over the resort's description page until pages until we finally settled on Wilderness Lodge. Because the free dining package was being offered, I also dove into researching the restaurants on the Diz and on the Diz boards. The Diz boards became my new obsession. I set up a subscription to the Wilderness Lodge thread and any other threads that I thought were interesting and spent most nights after work reading trip reports to get ideas for our trip and to get excited. I even ended up printing a lot of them out so that my husband could read them and ramp up his excitement. I won't even tell you how many trees I probably killed during that time. Those trip reports can get long. Well, long story short, we had the most amazing trip that week, and my husband became as much of a Disney nut as I was. I didn't think it was possible, but my Disney obsession grew even stronger, and this led to me listening to the podcast. I kept trying to figure out a way to get back. As Pete said, if he wasn't on a Disney vacation, he was planning a Disney vacation. I was too. I just didn't know when that time would come for us to go back. The answer came the following February when my parents announced that they were taking my husband and I and my sister's family to a Disney World land sea vacation for Christmas. Yes, I'm well aware how lucky I am. My mom and I spent the rest of the year planning the trip using the Diz. I'd send her articles about Disney at the holidays and the rides they could ride given that they have a bad hip and a bad back, as well as anything else that I thought would get her really excited and hooked on Disney, hoping that maybe future trips would come out of it. Well, it worked. My mom, who scoured through all the Disboard threads with me and listened to the podcast episodes I sent her, is now hooked on Disney the Diz and the Diz Unplugged as well. Hi, Mom. Meanwhile, my husband and I decided to squeeze in a trip in October for the two events I had desperately been wanting to go to ever since my Disney obsession started. The Food and Wine Festival and Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. October at Disney hosts my two favorite things in the world, food and Halloween. I absolutely had to experience them. And my husband and I kind of figured that since we had the trip in December coming up, we could upgrade our tickets, which we had bought discounted, to annual passes and help save my mom and dad some money. Well, I was a little concerned about how or even whether we could upgrade the discounted tickets. Well, you know the refrain, I turned to the Diz to answer my questions. As you've mentioned on the podcast before, you have an absolutely wonderful resource on the Diz boards, a poster named Cheshire Figment. His thread on everything about WDW tickets was invaluable and answered my questions. Everything went exactly how he said it would when we went to upgrade our tickets. Finally, I want to mention one more invaluable resource I have gotten from the Diz. In March of this year, I turned 30. I'd always told my husband that I wanted to have a big blowout party for my 30th, but as it got closer to time, and with those APs burning a hole in my pocket, I decided I wanted to go back to Disney. I really wanted to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge because that resort had always held a mystique for me, being so completely different from anything I could experience elsewhere. 
well, at least in America. Given all the other vacations we had had, I couldn't see how we could afford to stay there. Until I listened to one of your older episodes of the podcast, and you guys talked about the DVC Rent Trade Board. I got on, read the threads, did the research, and finally jumped in. We rented DVC points to stay in an Animal Kingdom Villa's Savannah View Studio, which cost us just slightly more than staying in a moderate resort. It was amazing, and I am totally spoiled now. I don't know how I can go back to lesser resorts. Our wonderful experience has led us to rent points one more time for one last trip in October to Beach Club Villas right before our APs run out. Our year of Disney will be over then as we plan on starting a family next year, and it may be some time before we can afford to return. But I've had such wonderful memories and fun this past year, and a lot of it is thanks to the Diz. You guys put out wonderful products with the website, the boards, and the podcasts. Thank you for pouring so much of your heart and time into it. And here's to many more years to come. Well, that wraps up this edition of My Diz Story. Thanks for listening, and remember, don't go to law school. Plan a vacation through the Diz instead. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Amanda. That was uh, that was great. That was a great story, and uh, love how many different aspects of the Diz you used to mm-hmm. uh, plan your trips, and especially that DVC rent trade. That's a great way to go. You get a lot of resort, and much less money. So, best wishes on starting a family. Indeed. <laughs> and finally, uh, we have one from Tara. This is Tara Tatchik from Edmonton, Alberta. I love the podcast, mainly for the friendship and respect all of you have for each other. Trip planning information is naturally of great interest as well. I was listening to every Disney podcast that was available when planning our first trip to the world in 2010. It was information overload. Where to stay, how to get around, and there's a whole lot of conflicting opinions out there. Kathy commented on a podcast the monorail had been down and that she had had the opportunity to take a Disney bus. Kathy, considering this to be a blessing, helped us make our decision. It made my day and made the Diz my favorite podcast to listen to. This is exactly the attitude my family strives for, a positive attitude. We took Kathy's comments on the Disney bus system to heart and made the decision to stay on property instead of at a timeshare at Kissimmee. This September will be our third trip to the world, and we'll definitely be staying on property, using Disney transportation yet again. So even the drivers and our family will get a break. So thank you, Kathy, for your wonderful attitude, and thanks to the whole Diz team for making the world seem a whole lot closer. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next time with another episode, I guess. I screwed that up completely, but who cares? Remember, stay out of the damn likes. (laughs) 